Hello, and welcome to the Park Baptist Church Podcast. Our goal is to preach the Word of God in a real and authentic way, so you are filled with the Spirit to guide you through life each and every week. To learn more about Park Baptist Church, visit parkbaptist.com. We're going to talk about something today. We're going to talk about peace. And the peace I'm talking about is the peace that you have in your side, in your heart, inside. What is it? How do you get it? So what is peace? Inner peace. You know, we're not talking about peace on earth. We're talking about what we feel inside when we're at ease with ourselves and with everything in, in the world. <clears throat> Tell you a little story about a, when researching stuff, you know, they had a story about a king in a small kingdom several years ago, and he was a pretty honorable leader, and he really was seeking peace in his land, but I think more especially in his own heart. But he decided that he would have a, <clears throat> a contest. He had several very talented artists, and his gave a very large sum of money to the person that he picked with the best painting that portrayed peace. And he had several artists, you know, they spent a year getting ready. <clears throat> and so it comes down to picking the, the right pictures. Well, he had two that he came up with. One picture was this beautiful lake up in the mountains. Sun's perfect. Clouds in the air, you know, beautiful calm water. These beautiful pictures. Couldn't be more peaceful. <clears throat> and his second picture kind of surprised everybody. It was up in the mountains with a lake, but the, the, the sky was dark and gray and lightning and thunder and pouring down rain, huge waterfall with water just blowing down it. But in the middle of the waterfall was this huge rock sticking out, and so the water went around it. And back underneath that rock in the middle was a branch that had grown out of the rock. And on that branch sat a little bird's nest. And in that nest was a little bird. So here you've got all this thunder and lightning and all this water just rushing down that waterfall and terrible wind and terrible rain. And here back underneath there sits this little bird, nice and peaceful. That's the one he picked. I wonder how it come. Well, the, the king shows a second picture because he explained, peace does not mean to be in a place where there is no noise, trouble, pain, suffering, or hard work. Peace means to be in the midst of all those things and still be calm and have peace in your heart. That's the real meaning of peace. And that's something that I think we all seek, but we don't find sometimes. Wouldn't it be great to have that, though? To just go home from this service and sit back and say, well, man, it's all great. It's all good. No problems, no strife, no troubles, no pain, nothing. It's all good. But we know it's not that way, is it? Do you want real peace? Do you want the end of the pain and the stress and the hectic? And many of us 
strive and we long for that. Well, many people ask the question, why don't I have that good feeling inside that inner peace? What's going on? Why, why can't I feel that in my heart? Had somebody asked me that one time. I just, I just don't understand. I just, I just can't be happy. Well, there's some things that we need to think about. Number one, and I truly believe this. I had a man tell me this one time. It's pretty wise. Happiness is a state of mind. If you want to be happy, you're going to be happy. And if you don't, it ain't going to happen. And some people look at me like you're nuts. Well, maybe I am a little bit, but I'd really believe that. Now, there's some other factors that really play in here. And there's only three options if you don't have that peace in your heart. One of them, and this is the one that a lot of people pick, God isn't keeping his word. He's not doing, God's not doing his job in your life. Well, I got news for you. He is. And then you hear some of the church, well, Satan's stealing my peace. He's, he's bringing all these bad things in my life. I've so-and-so passed away and so-and-so sick and I've got all these things wrong with me and God's just not doing his part. So it always goes back to it's, not, it's God's fault, not yours. Well, sometimes we feel that way, but then you got to ask yourself what's really stealing your inner peace. And I ask myself that, well, could it be sin maybe? I'm a sinner. Now, I know none of you are. <clears throat> but anyway, sounds good, doesn't it? But we all are. God's Word tells us no one is righteous, not even one. Nobody. Nobody is without sin. And it gets in the way. So turn in your Bibles to Galatians 5, 16 through 21, if you would, please. <clears throat> So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, jealousy, fits of rage, self-ambition, dissensions, and factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and all the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. So we make choices... And sometimes they're not very good ones. I've made bad ones myself many times. So we're looking for that inner peace. We're looking for that good feeling inside. We've got to make the right, take the right path in our lives. And here's something that we really need to think about. The Bible is very clear about this in many places. Okay, there is an evil opposition to God's kingdom. It's called Satan. And it's spiritual warfare. It's going on all the time, right here, right now, in front of us, all over the world. 
God is at war with Satan. Okay, it's been that way since time beginning. Now, we all know who's going to win in the end. And you would think that that would really make us that much stronger to resist it, but it doesn't. Because more than likely, we won't see that in our lifetime. It may be several generations away. It may be tomorrow. I don't know. No one does, but, but God. But there's a battleground out there, and that battleground is right in here. That's where the fight's at. It's, it's within yourself. You want to be happy, you have to get tuned in, and you have to have that battle right here. Because you see, that's where Satan wants to be. He wants to be in your heart. He wants God out of the picture. And he wants, he wants you to be his servant. The birth of Christ was an act of invasion on the devil. And he hated it. He, in Matthew 2, 13, it talks about he tried to kill the baby. Tried to kill the baby Jesus, but it didn't happen. God didn't let it happen. There's a lot of teaching in the Bible that tells us about how to protect ourselves from Satan. In the midst of the battle, the devil's going to do everything he possibly can to keep us away from God, to keep us away from Christ, to keep Christ out of our lives, to make other things look better, make other things feel better. And he's pretty good at that. But we have to remember who we're dealing with here. I know in James 4, 7, it simply says, resist the devil and he will flee you. What did Jesus tell the devil out in the desert? Depart from me, Satan. I fear ye not. Get behind me, Satan. And he's gone. You see, when we're fighting this battle in our hearts, it's real simple. The devil, he, you know, it's like this junk you see on TV about this big battle and Satan can do all these magical things. No, he can't. He has very few weapons. It's fear, lies, deceit. And fear is the big one. And we're in the middle of that battle. And it seems like we always end up fighting it ourselves. One-on-one, -on -one, right in here. Tell you a little story here. <clears throat> on March 10th, 1974, Lieutenant Hiro Onada was the last World War II Japanese soldier to surrender. Onada had been left on the island of Lubang in the Philippines on December 25th, 1944, with a command to carry on the mission even if Japan surrenders. Four other soldiers were left on the island with him as they evacuated. One soldier surrendered in 1950, another was killed in a skirmish with local police in 1954, and another was killed in 1972. But Onada continued his war alone, by himself. He lived off the land, he lived in the jungle. He would sneak in when he could and steal food. Uh, over the years, they said he killed over 30 of their nationals there. In, in fights and skirmishes. Said one time they had 13,000 men assembled to search this island to find him, and, he, and they, he eluded them. They couldn't find him. 
couldn't find him. But finally, on March 10th in 1974, 30 years after the war ended, Onada's commanding officer came to the island and went around, with ordered him to surrender. So finally, he came out of the jungle. He handed President Marcos his sword, who pardoned him, by the way. The war's over. They asked him, you got anything to say? He said, the war's over, Onada stated. Nothing pleasant and good happened in the 29 years I was in the jungle. He fought that war by himself. And that's what we do in our hearts. We fight that spiritual war with Satan right here. And it's lonely. If we, but if we do it right, it won't be. Now, there's some things that go right along with that that steal that inner peace. One of them, this is one of the biggies, is worry. I know people that worry about everything. And I used to do that some myself. But you know what I figured out? It's not worth it. Nothing I can do about it. Just pray about it. Make the best of it. Move on. You know, people worry about their kids, about money, about their job, their grandkids. Now we've got all this COVID stuff going on. and worry about, should I get the shot or don't get the shot? Am I going to get it? If I get it, am I going to die? Oh, you know, the list goes on and on and on. Well, when you do all that, what happens? You get scared. Fear. That's the devil. That, that's his favorite tool. What's God say about this? In Matthew 6, 25 through 27, he says, Do not worry, therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store any at barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? No, you can't, but I guarantee you can take some off of it. Don't worry. God tells us that. Don't do that. Don't let it steal your inner peace. Now there's something else that comes along. We have things happen in our lives. Sickness, family member dies, a divorce, uh, your girlfriend breaks up with you. Just the list goes on and on all through your life. And we let that get in the way. Well, there's some scripture that I really like. It's James 1, 2 through 8. It says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, God doesn't, he's not doing that on purpose, okay? He's not putting those out there to test you. He's putting those, they're there, and he's going to get you through it. It says, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance, Okay? Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. So God's getting you ready. When you face that trial or that disaster or whatever today, God's getting you ready for something else 
tomorrow, next week, next year, in 10 years, or something else coming down your path. He's getting you ready for. So when it comes, you can handle that. So let's, let perseverance finish its work that so you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God. Now, that's something we have trouble with. I know I do. Ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. God's going to give you everything you need to meet these trials, to help you have that inner peace. But you've got to ask Him, you know. You've got to ask Him, but He knows what you need. He already knows. But He wants you to ask Him, and He'll provide that. Now, what about if you don't believe? Okay, there's another problem. I've had trouble with that. It's human nature. Well, God can't help me with that. Yeah, he can. And he will. We have to believe. have to have faith. And when we come to those challenges, we have to stop fighting and say, okay, God, Come on in here. Let's get this straightened out. Get me back on track. Give me that peace that I need. Tell you a little sport, story about a friend of mine. He passed away a few years ago. We were eating lunch in the Helm Street one day. And this buddy and I, we grew up together, went to school together. And there was four or five of us sitting there. And this one fellow, he was just having, you know, the end of the world, awful, terrible, all these problems, <clears throat> just, you know, I, we just kind of sit and listen, and I tried to give him some encouragement, and that didn't work, and John did too. And I told him, well, if you need, need something, call me. I'll, okay, okay. So he left. One of the other fellows said, boy, I just cannot figure out what is wrong with him. Well, if you knew John, I know a couple guys in here know who I'm talking about. He said, well, it's as plain as the nose on your face, dummy. Huh? He goes, he doesn't have Jesus Christ in his heart. He just doesn't have it. It's so obvious. He's never asked, and, and what do you mean? He said, he's never asked Jesus Christ to come into his heart to be his Lord and Savior and to forgive him of his sins and commit his life to Christ. He's never done that. That's why he's so miserable. And I had that figured out already, but a couple of these other guys, well, man, I never thought it. Well, maybe you ought to. And, of course, you know me, well, have you ever accepted Christ? One of them was gone. You know how some people do? They don't want to talk about it. The other guy, well, let's talk about it, and we did. But if you want that inner peace, if you want to feel good right in here, that's how, you, that's how you're going to get it. That's the only way you're going to get it. That's the only way I've been able to get it. So you think about that. And you have this wonderful weekend and with friends and family, and you think about what tomorrow really means. But think about something else. Think about what it means to have peace in here. 
Now we're going to pray, and if somebody is looking for that peace and doesn't have it, now would be a good time to take care of that. So if you'll stand, we'll pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this wonderful day you give us. God, we thank you for this country that you've given us to allow us to enjoy the freedoms, Father, to practice our faith and to have our families and live as we please. God, we thank you for that. We thank you most especially for your son, Jesus, who through him can give us the true freedom and the true inner peace that we desire. And we thank you, God, for all these things in Christ's name. Amen.